0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Masha and the Dogs. I'm Masha, and we are here to talk about dogs. Uh, and on this episode, I have another amazing guest with me. Her name is Aliyah, and I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Aliyah, so much for, for joining me. Do you want to say hi to everyone?
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm Aliyah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's my first uh, podcast. Interview,
0: so excited (laughs) awesome well thank you like I said for being here and I definitely thought that you know you would be the perfect guest for this podcast because you've had uh, a few dogs that I know of and I've met two of them and you're an amazing dog mom so do you want to maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of introduce yourself
1: um so uh, a little about me um uh not I'm not too exciting I guess my dogs usually are the most exciting part about me um but yeah I'm like born and raised uh Toronto just outside of Toronto um but pretty much yeah like raised in Toronto my whole life um currently I uh live downtown with um uh my one golden uh retriever Layla and nice. I also have a cat Frederick um I love so, his name I <laughs> love He's, he's very, uh, he's very like snooty and very like, uh, you know, so like it was like Fred, but I'm like, oh, he's like, you know, I was like Frederick, you know, so he's yeah. very suave, he's very particular. Um, so yeah, a little about me, like, um, right now with the pandemic, um, I have been at home. Um, so it's, you know, hard a little bit with that. But I, I also feel super fortunate that I uh, am able to uh, be at home, um, spend time with Layla and Frederick, um, focus on my health. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, other things. And uh, I lost my uh, last gold in Bentley last year. So um, uh, being home um, and the pandemic um, actually gave me um, that time to spend with him. So I, um, from a, a weird perspective, I am uh, grateful for that. Um, while I've actually been home as well, obviously, uh, it's, it's been a little boring <laughs> in some ways. all <laughs> trying to find things to do well, you know, at least me staying safe. I started a little uh, side hustle thing, um, sneaker snack. Um, So like I've been doing like all these like custom like tie dye uh, clothing and, uh, you know, uh, socks and stuff like that, you know, just doing things to keep myself um, uh, occupied. Um, yeah that's
0: that's amazing that's that's I think that's so cool that you're doing that I saw your posts on Instagram and they look so good like <laughs> these are not these are not like 70s tie-dye these are like <laughs> cool tie-dye <Yeah.
1: laughs> it's fun a lot of people I just like started doing it for myself and then a lot of people are just like asking about it and wanting to buy it and I think just like with the whole like are like already been in but obviously pandemic is like you know sweatsuit life like everyone's yep. sweatpants um I don't even remember the last time I wore jeans um so yeah it's just you know just adds to that just something fun to do um and it's been nice because it's gotten that creative part of my uh brain going again for sure um, and giving me something to do um but other than that yeah like my passions um are you know i'm obsessed with my animals um animals in general um love pilates and i'm big into uh community development and uh social justice so uh yeah. that's a uh, that's about me i guess <laughs>
0: that's that's pretty amazing like that's that's pretty incredible that's a lot of things and I like that you're um not letting the pandemic hold you down and still like exploring different creative avenues for yourself so good job
1: it's hard but Um, you gotta do what you gotta do
0: exactly so thank you for that nice description but as you know we're not here to talk about you (laughs) (laughs) yes uh we're here to talk about your dogs so do you want to tell us about um Layla and well Frederick is an honorary guest of course so you can talk about (laughs) him as well and any other of your dogs too
1: um well uh we'll go with um we'll start with Layla because obviously Layla's you know here yes Uh, so Layla's my big princess um she's four and a half years old um she's born September 21st uh 2016 so this year my little girl's gonna be five she's growing up Um, just to paint a picture about her for you is, um, she's an English style golden retriever. Um, so, um, she is more of like a shorter kind of, she, she's big for a female. She's 75 pounds. Um, she's like a really pretty cream blonde color. Yes. She looks like a diva. She is a diva. She's got a lot of sass. Yes. Um, she's got like that nice, uh, she's got a really nice, like blockhead, like that nice typical blockhead of the English style retrievers and her big floppy ears that, um, I always call them her pigtails <laughs> <laughs> they flop around and they literally look like pigtails and they just make her look so, uh, cute and, um, dopey. They're just like, so part of her personality. So Layla, yeah, she's, uh, uh, like my stage five clinger, <laughs> um, she's a big cuddle bug, but she's a super silly girl um uh she uh a little bit like Layla, Layla yeah she's uh she's really quiet at home likes to be in mommy's lap uh she loves to play with the cat she's very attached to the cat outside she loves her friends um it's obviously been a little bit harder with the pandemic because we don't really see people the cats racing back and forth right now yeah um, <laughs> um but uh yeah she's zoomy queen she's nutty outside she's got so much personality she loves to explore, um, and, uh, yeah, she's also known for, like, her little struts when she walks. Yes, uh, yeah, the,
0: the that, bum wiggle, I love oh it. Oh, my I've... gosh,
1: her butt wiggle is, like, and she she's, like, she's so confident, and she's so sassy. She's got so many little boyfriends, like, the best way to describe her is this: to sound so awful. She's kind of like that mean girl in ice <laughs> that everybody wants to be friends with. Like, she knows she's pretty. She knows she's popular. She's just always walks their head up, but she, she is a sweetheart. Um, yes. But yeah, so uh, that's Layla. Um, the cat um, is her best friend. Um, other than that, Ben, her, her brother who passed last year, July 3rd, Ben mm. was like her, Ben was her everything. He was also uh, my other uh, golden retriever. He was um, an American style. So he was like a nice darker red, orange color. Yeah,
0: he was really, he was, like, like golden, like, little ray of sunshine, that little man. <laughs>
1: it like, he was notorious in the neighborhood, obviously, and his smile, like, just super, like, infectious. Um, Layla, can you hear the cat? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we, he's running back and forth, racing.
0: It's all um, so good. He's just, he's also on the podcast.
1: He, oh, he, yeah, it's, like, that's what he does all night. Like, it sounds like there's usually, like, a herd of elephants in here. <laughs> promise you there's not (laughs) um but yeah after Ben passed Layla did have a little bit of a hard time um adjusting um but um yeah she's doing really well she's come out of her shell and um she's become more of a sass sassy pants and princess more than ever and um yeah she's got lots of friends in the neighborhood and uh she's you know growing into her own uh her own being because Ben definitely had the spotlight I would say beforehand um, and now she's uh, taking over. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's Layla. Like she loves to be outside. Um, uh, every morning we go uh, for a walk uh, through um, uh, like the, the exhibition grounds. Mm-hmm. It's nice and quiet, you know, Yeah. Um, we go into the Starbucks at the, the Hotel X there. Yeah, you get a puppuccino every. Oh, it's so bad now. It's like every morning <laughs> she knows which counter, which side. And they like write her name on the cup and they're like, Layla. <laughs> she waits for her puppuccino and then she goes for her walk through Children's Park and then she comes home and then takes a nap in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then does it all again in the afternoon. So That's uh,
0: amazing. That's the
1: life we all wish we had. I know. I'm like, she's got such a hard life, right? So yeah, um, yeah no, she's, she's such a sweet girl. I'm so lucky to have her. She's obviously keeps me going. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I, I just feel so lucky uh, to have yeah. her and uh, yeah.
0: I think, um, I think your dogs in particular, like the building that we live in, you know, and just the area has a lot of dogs in general, but I think like definitely your dogs are the most like famous, um, Ben was, you know, he was the sunshine of the neighborhood, his smile, everybody knows. Um, and I remember, I hope you don't mind sharing, but the first time I met you, was a couple years ago now. And so I was, I was kind of having a rough time at work, you know, this was pre-pandemic, I was going into the office, it was morning time, I really was not feeling it. So I was in the elevator, like sad um and you came in with Ben and Layla and I was like what what are these two golden angels and Ben had this big smile on his face and he was so friendly so he came right up to me and he put his hand head under my hand and I was like I'll pet you okay and then Layla was like um wait a second I am Layla (laughs) yeah I need to be petted yeah and I was like I, I don't know I don't remember exactly what I said, but I think I, just, I told you that like you made my whole life better and I was like, now this lady's gonna think I'm crazy.
1: <laughs> Honestly though I've I've learned with my my animals, dogs in general but um, I've been so blessed with the the dogs that I've had They've had such amazing personalities just like so friendly like they've been nothing short of perfect and they've always changed the dynamic um mm. for people like people could be having the worst day and um you know i always welcome people to engage with them and pet them um you know my first golden um Layla's actually my third one um uh, my first golden Sarah she was just a gem just exactly like Ben and um you know they they just changed the dynamic like you could just see someone just having a bad day and even people who were always unsure of dogs they always really um uh, seemed to click with, um, Sarah and Ben, uh, there was just, they always would just say there's something about them. And, yeah. um, you know, um, even people who are experiencing homelessness, uh, Ben, you know what I mean? Would just walk up to them and Layla would be more cautious, but she would follow in his footsteps. And now she's exactly like that. And they, I, I would always welcome them to like pet him, hug him, you know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. share the love, um, that he had, like, they both have, um, And yeah, they just made people so happy. And I was just lucky to be able to have that and share them with people. And um, yeah, I'm I'm grateful for that. Ben was, yeah, his smile could like light Light up the world. Yeah, like even when you just look at his pictures, like he just... He was such a model.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm definitely yeah. I'm definitely gonna include a picture of Ben and Layla um yeah. on on the Mash and the Dogs Instagram so that people can see exactly what we're talking about when it comes, yes. you know, when it comes to the smile.
1: His smile um, yeah, notorious for a smile.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about like how did Layla and maybe Ben come into your life? Like how did you yeah. what's the origin story?
1: So we'll start with Ben because Ben came first um ben came into my life he was um that was um an accident Uh, i don't like using that word accident it was surprise we'll say because you know i feel like everything happens for a reason i was not Mm -hmm. looking for another dog um i was i was young um i had another golden at the time sarah she was 11 um and i kept hearing about this golden retriever from my uh some family um a lot of people have a habit of contacting me (laughs) dog in need of, you know, being, needing to be rehomed or something. Um, but anyways, I was like, Nope, not looking for another dog. Can't do this. And I, uh, about a couple months later, I think it was, uh, my, I went to go see, um, my younger siblings and my youngest brother was like, He's like, Leo, come outside and in my head, I'm like, oh no, what did he do? like oh, what trouble <laughs> did he get into now' I was, like so scared and um, unfortunately with Ben, he had been passed around um with people who had some severe addiction issues. He mm-hmm. was severely neglected. Um, he was he was so sweet though, but um he was living on a chain and Aww, he yeah, it was just like, he, he was literally given to me on a chain. He was skin and bones. He was matted with feces. Um, he, I found out later he had sprayed, like was sprayed by a skunk. Cause obviously I, you know, I, how, I couldn't say no to taking this dog. Yeah. And um, in my head, I was like, I, I just have to get him a home. Like, how am I going to do this? I have another dog at home. I have a cat at home. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he is with other dogs. Like I, I, like he seemed really sweet, but I, I was just like, you know, I don't know what to do. Right. So I, I took him home and, you know, um, Sarah, my other golden, she was so balanced and whatever. And he tried to like not nip at her in a mean way, but he wasn't socialized. He wanted the toy she had. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, this might not work. She didn't react, but I took him to the pet store. I got him like a, a crate. I bought him all sorts of new things. He had so much anxiety, um, which you can't even imagine when you think of how Bentley was. Yeah, <laughs> no. had anxiety. Um, but he was glued to me from the beginning. And um, I was actually trying not to get attached to him because I had rescued a very sick dog not long before that. And I think, I forget what it had. I think it was like Parvo or something. And I ended up uh, rehoming it. And that was very hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously I kept Ben. Yeah, it was the best decision ever. Um, You know, uh, he was just, oh, he was, he was crazy when he was younger. Just his nickname was bonkers when he was younger, because he was just off the walls. He always had to have a shoe in his mouth. He couldn't sit still, Um, (laughs) but just such a silly, fun boy. And, you know, he, I could take him anywhere, just like Sarah. Like he wasn't afraid of anything. And, um, you know, Sarah passed at 14 and a half. Mm -hmm. and thank god i had him yeah Um, i and i i believe that's part of the reason as to why he you know whatever you believe in you know as to why he came into my life because i was just uh an absolute disaster uh sarah was my childhood dog yeah i uh i bought with my allowance um and i had gotten her i you know i have crohn's disease I, i had gotten her a few months after i was diagnosed with uh crone so she was like my rock too and you know right. when I left home you know she was the one consistent thing in my life through you know your first breakup school yep. moving out all those things and same with Ben Ben was like there for like those really hard things you know like you know graduating college you know being on my own um, and um, yeah Ben and I um, bonded even more when you you lose an animal when you have more than one yeah you know they do have different needs as they get older um so you you are bonded with them but you get to bond more differently when your attention is just for them so obviously when sarah passed ben had my full right. attention and um yeah our bond just like we were just like glued together and um we did everything together you know every holiday like you know he went and saw like you know he would see like santa <sighs> i would take him i would take him everywhere and like all my friends would be like you know Ben goes more places than my children and I'm like yeah Ben Ben goes everywhere and um, in he my, also
0: has better Halloween costumes
1: oh yeah everything <laughs> every <day. laughs> like it's like every every hall they're like my children right
0: yeah
1: um, so like yeah I would cook for him like just all sorts of things and um, a few years before he passed it was um, a big deal for me I really wanted to take him on a big trip um, like I felt like I owed that to him Um, I was like, he needs to experience the ocean and everyone thought thought I was crazy. (laughs) Um, And I was like, Nope, Nope, Nope. I'm not crazy. (laughs) I'm like, there's the the ocean is different than the lake. And I'm telling you, he will know the difference. And um, he was registered as my, uh, my ESA. And um, my best friend lives in Seattle and she Mm -hmm. actually has two, um, two uh, gorgeous goldens. And so in, it was 20, 18 the summer of 2018 yes um i took ben uh he flew in the cabin with me obviously i took him to vancouver yeah so we stayed in vancouver for a bit um he got like the nicest suite at the <laughs> fairmont <laughs> they were so good to him he loved his life at the fairmont and they had like ambassador dogs there nice and, and every morning but you know how ben was he would go downstairs and you know he would go to the, the concierge desk the ambassador dogs would be there and people would just like to him they thought he was one of the ambassador dogs so every morning i had to allocate like 45 minutes yeah <laughs> for him to hang out at the desk and um he he loved his life in vancouver i took him all over there and my girlfriend from seattle drove up with a couple of our uh, another one of our friends and her golden and then mm-hmm. we uh, drove down to um, Seattle, where she lives. And then we packed up her dogs, her husband and everything. And we went to um, Cannon Beach in Oregon. Nice. I don't know if you've heard of Cannon Beach. No. Nope. Um, it is heaven. Have you seen the movie, The Goonies?
0: Yes, of course.
1: Okay, so you know that big rock beach? Yeah. That's Cannon Beach. Oh, wow. So it is like the most majestic place ever. Yeah. Like It is uh, like... I, I can't even describe this place. Like if I could live there, I would live there. Um, and we had like, yeah, we had our hotel was like oceanfront and Ben like every morning would like get up early in the morning. He would have his breakfast and drink his water like on the balcony <laughs> and the, and the, the big haystack rock was right there. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah. And then we spent some time when we came back in Seattle and then um, we flew back home. So that was like, obviously my biggest, best memory um,
0: yeah, and I bet you he loved it. And I'm sure that he knew the difference between an ocean and a lake because he Ben, did.
1: Okay. he did. So literally every time, like my friend obviously has like this big SUV, like for her dogs, our, our, our life revolves around our dogs. And Ben was, um, was he 12? No, 11, I think at that time. So he was getting older. Um, he, he you know, he still was active, but slowing down. And every time we would open the back of the SUV, I'd have to have my arms out because he would jump. Um. <sighs> so excited, I'd have to catch him because I was like terrified. And um, even when um, we were moving around so much, because obviously Vancouver, yeah. Seattle, Oregon, Seattle, back to Toronto, and so um, when we came home, our flight was delayed by like five hours.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: And Ben was great. He didn't care. There was a ton of children on the flight, so it kept all he kept all the kids occupied. Um, I waiting and um, when we came home we were exhausted but um, him and I slept like for like two days pretty much and I didn't even unpack the second I moved the luggage to unpack it he was up the door and I was like no 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 we're we're not and I felt so bad and um, but he knew the difference like he loved the ocean like I have videos and so many gorgeous pictures and um, it was just the most, it was like magic. And yeah. I hope I can do those things um, with Layla as well. So yeah. Ben. Sorry, that was like long winded. <laughs> it's all good. It's a beautiful um, story. Yes. But Ben, yes, unfortunately, um, he did pass last year, the last three weeks of his life were really hard um the day that he passed i had found out he had um cancer it was a uh, hemangioma sarcoma mm-hmm. um so it's the most notorious uh cancer in goldens and a lot of people usually from what i know don't know they have it um they usually um, you know um, hemorrhage to, yeah. to death unfortunately so he was actually in um uh the emergency vet um so it was there it was no other option unfortunately i had to yeah. uh, I was able to be with him during the pandemic and they were grateful um, to let me bring uh, some of my friends. And it was really hard because Ben had such a following. He was so adored and everybody wanted to be there. Yeah. And he literally, he probably would have had a light up at the door. Like I, my phone was just blowing up and you know, the amount of tears people shed over him. Um, it was, but it was bittersweet. Um, but you know, again, thank goodness I had Layla. Um, yeah you know
0: sorry but it's just so interesting that you say that he had such an impact on people's lives and like such a following right and people like loved him so much and I'm one of those people because I remember like I remember where I was and what I was doing when I found out that he had passed away and like he you know he wasn't my dog and I only knew him like from petting him meeting him on the street or whatever but even then he had such a big impact on me that I really felt like
1: so sad you know like so many people like for weeks um when I was walking outside with Layla people would stop me even people I didn't know there they'd be like um you know we're so sorry and people would just be crying and obviously I was like breaking down um which is fine you know what I mean and it, it just it made it um it it helped me get through it um because it just reminded me of like, you know, how loved he really was. Cause you know, when you, you lose an animal, you know, you go through those things. Like, did, did I do everything I could like, did I make him suffer? Does he know how much I loved him? Um, That, that, you know, I I went through that with Sarah. I was like, I hope they know how much I really, really, really loved, loved them. And that I really tried my best, you know, and I would do anything, um, you know, to have given, kept him forever, you know, kept them forever. And yeah. he, he just touched, you know, uh, so many people in the messages through his Instagram. And even now, like, it still has the same name. Even my friends are like, you can't change the name. And I'm like, I I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I can't bring myself to do it. Um, but um, yeah, I would get, he would get so much mail and um, people just like from all over the world through his Instagram, just like adored him. And to this day, people are still constantly messaging me and they just miss him so much and you know I I post videos of him all the time and people still cry and just share memories and how Ben made them feel and um people that didn't even meet him like how he he's gotten them through things and it just makes me feel even more blessed that I was chosen to be his his mommy I guess you could say, and that I got to you know he was mine you know that um that you know he was my baby so yeah um, no for sure. sure and
0: I think I think Ben he definitely listen if he could know the difference between an ocean and a lake he knew how much he <laughs> loved him
1: right uh yeah and still lo- and still love him and I, how much I miss him so much but I know um he you know he I, I run myself run by myself every day I'm like he really did have I wish I could have given him more but he really did have a good life he had a great life so um he, he was happy right up until he was happy right up until the very end like even the vet was like shedding tears and you know they unfortunately have to do this all the time and they remember yeah. from the year before in the VEC so uh yeah he he touched a lot of people yeah so, yeah
0: you know, that's that's for sure. Um, Thank you for sharing that story about Ben with us. Um, And yeah, you know, he's definitely like such a special guy. I think we... Do you want to talk about Layla maybe a little bit? Because I think like we really covered, um, you know, the origin story of Ben and what makes him a hero. And I think like, honestly... I need to do a a podcast episode just dedicated to Ben, because he's going to be a Wikipedia article known for his smile and for lighting up like the Toronto neighborhood um, with just love and joy. But I think Layla deserves a little bit of a spotlight as well. (laughs)
1: Um, Yes, Layla. Layla is um, my, my sassy loving queen. Um, I got Layla. So Layla came into my life. Uh, She actually joined our household, our being Ben, Fred, and I, um, uh, March 17, 2018. She was actually a year and a half when I got her. Um, so I was looking for another dog at that point. Um, I was having a hard time finding. Um, I did know, know I wanted another golden. Um, I was looking to rescue, but I was having a very hard time finding a rescue golden. Um, I, um, you know, a puppy would have been great, but I knew that just wouldn't fit into my life. Ben was 11. He was still like going strong and everything, but I was like an eight week old puppy is a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: so with my girlfriend in the States, um, in Seattle, the one that I mentioned, um, I, I started researching some, uh, breeders. Um, and, uh, you know, I was like looking at Bloodlines in terms of, you know, you have no guarantees, obviously, but, you know, longevity, can't researching, things like that, right? Because it's always a fear, especially after mm-hmm. you lose a dog. And I've been really, you know, lucky that my dogs have lived quite long lives. Um, and um, there was this one breeder that I'd been researching, and she had a, a dog available. And it was actually had similar bloodlines to my girlfriend's um, uh, female.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I had contacted this breeder. We started building a relationship. Um, she's phenomenal. She's in Indiana um, and um, she's pretty much like family now. So um, I, I was originally gonna get a different dog. It wasn't Layla. Um, it yeah. was a dog that needed to be uh, rehomed. It was uh, quite, she was younger um, and I was actually gonna take that dog, but uh, this just goes to show for me, at least speak to you know how wonderful uh, the breeder is. Um, she started to have like a little bit of a limp or something and she obviously she was like you know we need to check this out make sure yeah healed and um uh so i waited a, a few months actually and um she had offered Layla to me Layla was um her pick from a litter um previous that she was going to keep and all of her dogs are home raised um, they're not kennel raised or anything like mm-hmm. that. They're legit family members. So that was a big thing that I loved about her. And she pretty much it was a hard decision for her. She was very emotional. But um, uh, I it was chosen that I would get Layla. And I made um, that um, decision. And um, obviously, I didn't want to fly Layla up here. Um, I didn't want to like, you know, traumatize her being yeah. in cargo or anything like that. So uh, they actually, um, her daughter drove her up over the board oh, for
0: me that's
1: so yeah. sweet yeah so and we all are like have a close relationship now um so yeah Layla came here St. Patrick's Day 2018
0: um, <laughs> nice no wonder she's such a party girl come I on. know. Right?
1: <laughs> and she did I'm not gonna lie she did have a little bit of a hard time adjusting and I felt really bad for her um but she's come out of her shell but you know she came from Indiana um, you know, more rural area and, and she came right into the heart of Toronto, Yep. Uh, all the construction. So she did have a little bit of a hard time adjusting, but Ben and, uh, Ben was her rock. She yeah. was just glued to Ben. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much how, um, uh, Layla came into my uh, life. And yeah, I, I, honestly, she just developed such a personality, um, and I just uh she's like the dog version of me. That's the best <laughs> way to put it. She's got a lot of attitude. <laughs> nice. She's super sassy. When I got her, like she's still a sweet girl, but she was just so timid. She was just quiet and just like, you know, dainty. And now she's just like her nickname is Batty, <laughs> And um that's 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 Layla. She's a little baddie. Um, she's yeah, she's got attitude, she's got sass, um, and she's got so much personality, you know, and um she runs my life, but I wouldn't have any other way. And I just feel so lucky to have her. And she she keeps me going. And uh, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm so lucky to have her.
0: Yeah, so definitely, you know, it sounds like both with Ben and Layla, um, these dogs were kind of meant to come into your life, right? Like you weren't looking for Ben. Um, you were expecting to get a different dog than Layla. And they the universe had just a way of putting them in, in your path and like making you share their life journey, right? So That makes it, that makes it so special.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, she's, uh, yeah, she's just kept me going. So I'm, I'm really lucky. And, you know, they're so pure and unconditional and especially during the pandemic to have her. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. You know, it's nice to at least be able to get out and like walk her and, you know, do things like that. So,
0: and I think she's kind of like taken a little bit of Ben's legacy too because mm-hmm. she, her you know personality has really come out and she's such a force <laughs> and she's so happy right like I think the you see Layla like across the street you know it's say like she's also so just mm-hmm. such a positive like joyous dog so I think it's also a testament to how good of a dog mom you are so well, thank good
1: you job. I try I, I try really hard like it's you know, you try and we're never going to be perfect, but I always like, oh, I'm like, you know, like, should I, do I try hard enough? But I always you do trust me. <laughs> I, I always look at her and I'm like, you know, she's, every, everyone says it. she's so happy. Like she's just so happy all the time. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing something right. You know, like she's, she's just a happy little girl. Like when we wake up in the morning, Ben would bark at me and be dancing. That's how he would talk to me. And, um, Layla bounces around and she like moans. <laughs> she sounds <down laughs> she sounds like a sea lion. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, and she's just happy. So, um, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm doing something right. I think.
0: I think you are too. So, um, thank you for sharing the stories of your two lovely gold eds who are little neighborhood heroes. Um, <laughs> and like I said, I think they're going to be in history books too, but mm-hmm. if it's okay with you, we'll go ahead and jump into the historical canine that, um, I kind of researched for today's episode you, you ready yeah for sure okay so um on this episode we're gonna we're gonna actually learn how apartment rental policies um can really seal your fate now you and i are very lucky because obviously we live in a building that allows dogs mm-hmm. um and we wouldn't live here if they oh. didn't obviously however this wasn't the case for a man named blackie rother and his girlfriend Um, So, Rother was a chief boatswain's mate of a USCGC Campbell. If you don't know what that means because it's a mouthful, it's a Coast Guard ship, essentially. (laughs) Um, And he thought he was being Boyfriend of the Year when he brought a little puppy as a gift for his girlfriend. Unfortunately, the building in which she lived didn't allow for pets, so she couldn't keep him. Um, And... There was no choice for Rother but to sneak this puppy on board his uh, ship uh, when uh, he was finished with his leave. So um, this is where the story of Sinbad the Sailor um, really sets sail. So today we're going to be learning about one of history's two animals uh, to be classified as non-commissioned officers by an arm of the United States military. So he was not considered property. He was an officer. Uh, and he's a dog who earned medals for his bravery and determination. Um, and just right before we jump into the story, I just wanted to let you know that the sources I used today were at WeAreTheMighty.com, uh, War History Online, and the USCGC Campbell Association. So if you want to read about more about uh, Sinbad, you can head over to those sources. Okay, so here we go. So Sinbad's birth is not recorded. Uh he was kind of a he was kind of a mud. I think Rother found him sort of wandering the streets. Um but he was found by uh this guy who was Chief Boatsman's mate. I don't know what that means, but apparently it's pretty high up. Um his his named Blackie Rother. And uh, he, like I said, intended the gift for his girlfriend, but that didn't work out. So he had no choice but to bring the pup on board his ship uh, when he returned from Liberty. And this was in 1937. Um and like most peacetime cutters, that's apparently what you would call a Coast Guard ship, Campbell was patrolling the American coast, uh, both for national defense and life-saving missions. And on the first day of their patrol, the captain, um, you know, addressed his crew and he kind of explained the missions to them and how important what they're doing is and, you know, gave them the rundown. down. Um, but he said, you know, he expected the, the crewmates to be well-behaved, hardworking and disciplined, but... He was already very surprised by their behavior when he heard Sinbad barking from behind the lineup of these officers. (laughs) Um, But, you know, the crew were so much in love with the dog. They had named him Sinbad the Sailor, uh, so they couldn't just, you know, stand the idea of... um, you know, not having Sinbad Sinbad on board with them. So um, Blackie, uh, as I said, he was the chief boatsman's mate, which is a very respected position on board. Uh, So he really pleaded with the captain and Sinbad was allowed to stay. Uh, And the captain was a kind fellow, um, had a soft spot for those trapped at sea so he allowed uh the little pup to stay um but he warned the crew that he would be their responsibility and he would learn uh, he would need to learn to behave himself so like same expectations as you know the rest of the crew and just Mm -hmm. to mention um so uh sinbad he was an interesting he was a mutt but he was like mega cute like chunky boy um he was uh kind of like i think black with like brown spots um he looked a little bit like a cross between i don't even know like rottweiler and something else but just like chunky drooly like cuddly (laughs) cuddly kind of guy yeah um, so according to the Coast Guard and several published articles, he was enlisted, this is Sinbad, the the dog, he was enlisted into the service with his paw print on enlistment papers. So he, he signed, he signed his enlistment, um, and he was assigned his own service and Red Cross identification numbers, uh, a service record, and he had his own bunk, um, which is pretty, pretty cool. He was also recorded as a member of the Society of Polar Explorers, um, but I think you're going to like this. I think this is going to crack you up a little bit because it might remind you of Layla. Um, but he was prone to indiscretions <laughs> um, of both canine and as a sailor. So Sinbad was subject to Captain's Mast, which is like, you know, reprimands uh, yeah. on two occasions. And he was promoted and demoted <laughs> <laughs> uh, in rank on several occasions. Um and one of the most notable troublesome moments came for Sinbad when they were stationed in Greenland in 1940. Uh, so Greenland was previously a Danish territory, but with Denmark uh, being overrun by Nazis at that point, it was being patrolled and watched by the United States, um, kind of hoping to keep it out of German hands. So the Campbell was sent to help secure um, diplomatic ties with the Greenland uh, and Danes living there. So... Uh, Greenland was sparse, as probably does now, doesn't have many native resources. The locals mainly fished, uh, and they reared sheep for their livelihood. Um, and when Sinbad got his feet on dry land, he quickly discovered the pastures and the herd of sheep grazing there. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and so he learned that they were great fun to chase. Um. And he became, so this became his like daily activity for almost a week. So he'd hit the land uh, in the morning um, and go chasing after the sheep. As you might imagine, Mm -hmm. the farmers weren't thrilled.
1: (laughs) That would have been Ben. Ben and Layla probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, well, uh, Sinbad obviously thought it was harmless, but the locals were not impressed. Um, so, in, in fact, he terrorized this these poor sheep so much that they were too nervous to go out grazing. So, a local farmer had tracked Sinbad back to Campbell, and they sent a letter to the captain demanding that Sinbad be killed. Right? Yeah, no. No. But, you know, captain, uh, he was a sailor and a good uh, Coast Guard officer, knew that that was far too severe punishment and I think we can all agree with that um, so instead he issued orders to his crew that Sinbad was never to set paw on Greenland soil ever again <laughs> he's been banned from Greenland He yes and um, I found this like absolutely hilarious and this is uh, something that was a quote from one of the um, I think it was like in a newspaper or something that, and the author wrote Sinbad is a salty sailor, but he's not a good sailor. He'll never raid gold, hash marks, nor good contact medals. He's been on reports several times, and he's raised hell in a number of ports. On a few occasions, he has embarrassed the United States government by creating disturbances in foreign zones. Perhaps that's why Coast Guardsmen love Sinbad. He's as bad as the worst and as good as the best of us. Oh my, that's so sweet. I thought that was hilarious. Um, however, you know, this zest for life and fun, uh, really helped Sinbad when World War II officially started, Mm -hmm. um, was obviously not a good time for anybody, but on the 22nd of February of 1943, the Campbell was protecting, um, convoy in the North Atlantic. So I guess at this point they were kind of serving some, um, military missions as well. And it was during time of poor visibility that a German submarine started to fire at the Campbell um and one torpedo struck like a different Norwegian ship um and basically essentially like drowned her and her crew had to like go into the ocean which is terrifying Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and um obviously this was you know 1943 so Ben wasn't in the ocean to rescue them he wasn't (laughs) he wasn't running on the beach yet no (laughs) Um, so essentially, the Campbell responded, hoping to rescue their fellow sailors um but you know this the Norwegian steamer that the Nazis hit was just basically bait um, and the submarine started firing torpedoes um and just missed the Campbell. and so um, the cutter or the Campbell found the surface German sub um and sped towards her, facing her to crash dive, so they were it was basically like a high speed ship chase Mm -hmm. at sea or ocean in this case. So essentially it went on all day uh, and the Germans were popping up, trying to attack and then being forced back down by the Campbell and other allied ships. Um, And then eventually uh, the um, Campbell rejoined the convoy, but everybody on board obviously was super tense because they knew that um, the the submarine was still there. So they were still scared. Um, and then at 7:26 p.m. on that same day they spotted a periscope so that's like the thing that comes out of the what submarine, there, submarine yeah. to see what's going on so um then the so Sindbad's ship sped towards the suspected u-boat um and then they kind of release like a string of sh- uh, depth charges um there's a lot of fire and water plumes going everywhere um, but it was actually the Campbell itself that destroyed the submarine because they like collided um, after the depth charge. So basically, like they, the Campbell like ran over, ran over the submarine, yeah. Um, and her, it, it was destroyed. Um, and her, so the submarine's crew like escaped to the surface. Um, and the Campbell's crew, because they were both sailors and lifesavers, lowered their robots, robots rowboats. I can mm. speak English. <laughs> <laughs> um, to basically pick up the survivors, but while they were doing this, they realized that their ship was like really damaged. So the yeah, Campbell yeah. itself, the Coast Guard, um, because it had taken you know such a huge impact, and there was like a really large gash that was ripped, uh, and water was pouring in, um, and they try to repair it Um, so they started you know repairing it but half the crew was transferred to a different ship in order to I guess I don't know lighten the boat but also like I guess they didn't need anybody everybody there because the ship was damaged Um, but it was at this point that Sinbad's position came into question you know because half the people were leaving so they were like okay what like, what do we do with this dog Um, and the captain decided that Sinbad would stay on board Mm -hmm. and the reason for that was um, the captain believed that the reason that the ship had stayed safe and like didn't drown was because Sinbad was there. And he was a good luck charm and their mascot and he protected the ship. Um, so basically, um, Sinbad stayed and actually he stood on the deck during the whole entire battle and he stood next to his shipmates throughout the action and really truly earned his place on the ship so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool he really stood by you know like Ben and Layla always stand by you yeah. that's like
1: such a good story um, yeah. did what happened to him though yeah so oh gosh I was like oh my gosh I'm scared what happened
0: yeah no so he was spoiler alert he was good he was good so um yeah Yeah, so the campbell (laughs) i know no so he 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 survived the ordeal he survived world war ii um and the ship that he was on continued her wartime service um and sinbad was actually on board the entire time um but you know he this little guy he continued to lead a somewhat checkered life on board um he got in trouble occasionally you know
1: yeah of course (laughs) he's got some personality
0: yes i think like oh man if you got him and Layla together mischief yes they would have they'd have so much fun though oh yeah Uh, but um so he was made chief dog after serving as dog first class for six years so, oh, well. got promoted, yeah. Um, and so okay, this story, okay, I love this story. This next story coming up, I can't. It's so good. Okay, so the captain organized a large ceremony uh, when they returned to home port to celebrate uh, Sinbad's promotion to chief dog. And the party that he organized actually ended up being like a lot larger than he expected. Uh, and at this point, newspapers had caught wave of you know this. Incredibly brave dog, uh, and there were photographers everywhere. And so Sinbad was ordered to stand still and look smart for picture after picture. You know, after picture. I'm sure Layla is familiar with this.
1: Ben would have been. Layla is. Layla hates photos. She's like, ugh. Ben. Ben. Ben's used to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the poser. So-
0: Yes, so Ben was very good at posing photos. I remember I just, I tried to take a picture of Layla one time. That was, that was hard. <laughs> yeah. She's so difficult to photograph. Um, but, uh, Sinbad actually like got pretty tired of people trying to take pictures of him. He was like, I'm done. I have better things to do. Mm-hmm. So he bolted down the gang plaque and across the dock. And apparently that made him officially away without leave or AWOL. AWOL. Yeah. Um and this is a very severe offense on a ship. No, and so he was brought before the captain's mast and <laughs> and he was reduced in rank.
1: Oh goodness. <laughs>
0: um so the whole crew took pity on him, but Sinbad was very happy to be back among the lower enlisted crew and away from the cameras. So I don't know, he was chief dog for like a day before he got in trouble and was demoted. Like, I don't want
1: this responsibility. <laughs> no,
0: because like I don't want I don't want all these pictures. Yeah, okay, he's like no, let me so, be. So yeah, so and then after eleven years uh at sea, so a total of eleven years, Sinbad was affi- uh, finally ready for a shore detail, and he was officially transferred to the I don't know how to pronounce this Bernigat. Bernigat? light small boat station. Okay. Mm-hmm think it's in New Jersey. Um and he spent the rest of his career there as still dog first class, not chief dog. But that's okay. He he was happy he with it anyway. Forever. <laughs> um and so he ended up um passing away on December 30th of 1951. Um, and he was 14 years old, I believe. So he spent 11 years of his life at sea and then three years um, on shore. And he was buried with honors at the base of the flag- flagpole at the Bernagette Station.
1: Aww.
0: And... So to kind of finish off, but Sinbad, the Coast Guard sailor, was one of the most important aspects of life on board the Campbell, and he won the heart of everyone he met and the entire crew rallied around him. And he also helped fight submarines, he drank whiskey and beer, and did his duty to cheer up every sailor he met. And that is the story of Sinbad, the sailor.
1: I love that, and it's... it's It brings up a lot because I, uh, I used to work with military Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, Remembrance Day is a big thing. And Ben would actually come to Remembrance Day ceremonies and he would literally change the dynamic of the ceremonies. Uh, my partner at the time, um, was, um, in the service, um, and Ben adored him and uh yeah anytime Ben was at any of like the armories or anything like that or uh any of like the service things like their whole dynamic would, would just change with with Ben and even um because we uh you know have the Fort York armory beside yeah. us. um you know Ben used to walk off leash right beside me and a couple of times I wasn't paying attention and he would run right in the side door and like, sometimes <sighs> they would like they were just like, no, he's welcome in. And they just loved him. And, um, you know, he everything Ben had was camo. He was a soldier uh, for Halloween one time. Yeah. So it's just such a fitting story. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that's, like, super – oh,
0: that's so adorable. Like, absolutely well, adorable. Well, there you go. And I love, you know, like, these, you know, soldiers and officers in whatever capacity, like – Obviously, they have such a hard job, and mm-hmm. it's a very stressful and very like sad job at times. Yes, and scary. So I think having dogs by their side makes such a such a huge difference, and especially one who is as smiley as Ben or as mischievous and troublesome as Sinbad over here. Yeah, and apparently he can drink beer and whiskey with the best of them. So it made even better. <laughs> exactly right. That's so cute, though. Very yeah. sweet story. Yeah. So that's that do you um i know that you have an instagram that you can tell us about so people could follow um layla and see some wonderful pictures of ben as well do you want to
1: share that with us um so the name is that dapper golden um obviously it was that uh because that's i started it when i just had ben but i can't change the name i can't make myself do it so um at that dapper golden on instagram and uh facebook um And that's where you can uh, follow Layla's adventures and see some things of Ben and what goes on in our lives and what we do and uh, what Layla gets up to. Yeah, all the
0: good things. And I'll definitely be sure to tag you as well in the um, post that I make about this episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Elia, and sharing your beautiful stories about three of your absolutely magical dogs and Frederick the cat also made an appearance so um we we appreciate that thank you thank you so much for having me all right and that's uh that's it thanks so much everybody for listening um and uh next episode is also going to be great and exciting and we'll talk about another amazing historical dog but until then go cuddle your dog